Welcome to another edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. And I'm very excited about this one because most of the time, me and Brian Monzo, the producer of the Afternoon Drive, Tommy Lugauer, who produces me on Saturdays, and Ooh. Steve Summers, we always talk wrestling. And now we can talk wrestling unfiltered for as long as we want to go. So I want to introduce first the producer of the Saturday show and the schmoozer and one of the up-and-coming stars at WFAN. Who's better than this guy, bro? Thomas Jefferson Lugauer. Lugie, <laughs> how are you, bro? Ev, what's up, bro? I was going to do my soup to impersonate you, but after that great introduction, I feel like I had, you, you put me over there pretty big there, and you put me top-billing over Monzo there. The way you set, set it up, I thought you were definitely going to go Monzo. We both looked well, no, at no, each other. No, no, you. No, no, no. you got it. <laughs> you you got take it, care of you guys. <laughs> you got it wrong. First of all, you got it wrong. You save the star for last. That's right. <laughs> okay. The main event, baby. Yeah, himself. <laughs> no, not me. I'm right. the star. So I'll self-intro it. <laughs> I was going to give you a big intro, and that okay. is... He produced Mike Francesa. I mean, basically, the only reason Mike right. got big-time ratings and dominated the way he did was obviously his producer. Hey, December 14th, 86 guests. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Unfortunately, I was one of them, so yes. what does that really mean? 85 guests. And also, little factoid you may not have known, way back when I first started doing Saturdays, he was the producer of the Saturday show. That's right. And that is Brian Monzo, who... And I'm interested in this discussion because Mons, I admit this, comes across very much a lot of the time like a homer, like a WWE homer. So I want you to be a little rough today. I want you to criticize when it deserves to be criticized. Yeah, but we're talking about the top ten moments. I was what about am I to say, criticize? this is a positive podcast. No, man. no, no. It's a positive. No, no. And, and this is the thing, and this is what we're going to discuss well, okay. today. That- Hold on. Let me just set this up. We each made a list of our top ten favorite WrestleMania moments. I wanted it to be main events, like the thing that ended the show, but Lugie and Monzo went with moments, and I respect that. But I am going to be negative with maybe one of the matches you pick. No, that's you know what fine, I mean? and vice versa. And, and I did make, versa. and I told you I made a list of, I call them notes, of other WrestleMania moments that either I forgot about or whatever, that most of them are negative. So there you go. You'll be happy. And Evan, I said that not <clears throat> every great WrestleMania match was the main event, and there were plenty of matches that should have been the main event that were not. And we'll I, get to, I'm sure we're going to get to a few of them here. I agree with you on that. I, I just want you to know that, to me, the main event of WrestleMania is incredibly important. And when I made this list. I wish list, they knew that. Well, I, <laughs> I agree, and that's a problem. But when I made this list, I always gave, I have a bias towards the true main event because your lasting memory, in my opinion, and maybe you disagree, the lasting memory of a WrestleMania is the way the show ends. Okay? That's the lasting memory. And so while Hogan Rock was amazing, it was fantastic, and it will be on my list, it didn't close WrestleMania, and instead you had Triple H Jericho with nobody giving a damn in that building when that was going on. And so that WrestleMania, which was good, we all admit it was good WrestleMania, to me, I'd move it down a few notches because it didn't close with a bang. But, see, to me, that's more about the mania itself than the match. If we're looking at specific matches, I, I think you just look at the match in the context of just the match. If you want to tell me the whole card suffered a little bit because they should have closed with that, then I could, I could give you credit for that. But as far as saying that that takes that match down because it didn't go on last yes. because they made a bad booking decision, yes. I, I don't agree with you. I do. See, that's I, my and problem. They could have put it on Audible because that, the buzz that weekend for that match was so big yes. that you would have thought Vince would have said, you know what, even though... Triple H is in the main event. He's winning the title. And even though it's the world title, and even though we're, we're it's the two championships, this match needs to go last because the fans were clamoring for Hogan to come back. 
I mean, it was such a – maybe they didn't realize how didn't big realize. it was going to be. I don't think they realized because they tried to make him a heel. They made Remember, him a heel. Yeah. He ran over the rock so, with a truck. That's right. That's so dumb. I'll Come tell on, you this. So I'll tell you this. The problem that, that happens when you have a match like that that happens mid-card is it almost sucks the life out of the crowd after that. And that that's some, that hurts sometimes the card. No, because, I completely agree. Like, I, I, they, I don't know. I can't really give an example from last year, you know, because most of the card was awful. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like – I would say I think the Goldberg Lesnar match in WrestleMania 33 was hot. The it was, crowd was pretty hot, yeah, and then really after good. that it kind of faded away. They put on the women's match, which you forget about, and then there was Roman Taker, which was fine. But I think when you have that great match in the no, middle no, of the no, card, no, sometimes no. that hurts. No, Roman Taker was not fine. It was a brutal match. Yeah, it was bad. But I meant just the the, the fact that it was the Undertaker and Roman. It's fine. I, I well, don't mean that. I'll tell you something else, and I guess this is for next week because we'll do a WrestleMania preview. I hate that match even more now since it meant nothing. It meant nothing well, because we, Undertaker's going to wrestle again. Well, they, he still hasn't made an announcement Stop yet. Stop it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. You're like the guy who still... It's they real. They want you to be that guy. Yeah. yeah, it's real. What do you think? It's not scripted. What do you think? It's well, real. Look, maybe that maybe that gimmick retired is what we're kind of oh, getting at Oh, God, here. that is even dumber. Oh, my maybe God. Maybe Bray Wyatt will come out as the Undertaker. <laughs> to me, the thing, the show <laughs> is just too long. Yeah. It's just too... WWE has way too much content as it is, and we all love wrestling, and I'll watch outside WWE. It's just it's too much content. The show is just too long. It's hard for them. Like you think about how many great or just how many matches you're watching to get the crowd back in the main event is very very difficult. I'm not saying it can't be it's done. Well, it's very tough after they've seen NXT the night before, and then that show's been there since what four o'clock, and then it's you know one in the morning. They have a seven hour pre show. Oh. You have four matches in the pre show. Two battle royals. Nobody cares about right. Um, and the other thing is, and I noticed they're doing it this year, is, and hopefully it's to save time, is they've added some tr- the triple threat matches. So you're getting these guys in matches, in matches that matter, Yep. and they're all in it. You're getting The Miz, you're getting Finn Balor, you're getting uh, Seth Rollins, then you're getting the United States title yeah, match, triple was threat. That match, That's I actually think. a fatal yeah, four match right. now. Which so. is the right thing to do for Rusev, by the way, because he's way more over than what he's been getting you want to say pushed, whatever, you, whatever words you want to use. But Rusev is a guy... They, I, I will say this right now, and I know we're making it about next week when we said we wouldn't, but that Rusev Day chant will be one of the most popular chants. Probably, yes, 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 will be the number one. Rusev Day will be the second most popular chant all weekend long. Especially the Monday night For after. sure. So oh, he yeah, deserves it's... to be on the card. He deserves to be in that match. The guy the guy is tremendous. I'm a big Rusev supporter, and I it's never thought they should have took Lana away from him. It's okay. actually reminiscent of the way the yes chant overtook WrestleMania yes. 28. Another forgetful WrestleMania, by the way. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I remember the fans. <laughs> Although Triple H, uh, Taker, Taker Hogan, in the cage and, was uh, awesome. Hogan, uh, Rock Cena, the first Rock Cena, right? The better one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I was, I was there for the uh, second. Once one. in a lifetime. Oh wait, <laughs> let's do it again. So, so here's the way I think we should do it. You guys both worked very hard. You made a top ten list of WrestleMania. And you did matches, if I'm not mistaken. Matches, not moments. Mine are, all, mine are, mine are all matches. Uh, I do have other things in there. But, yes, mine are all matches, conclusions to stories, things like that. And are, I also put down some sidebars of why that particular match okay. and the things I liked about yeah. it uh, made the list for me. All right. I think the way we should do it is you. I will say, all right, Mons, give me number 10, all right? 
And then when you present number 10, Lugie will tell us if it's on his list, and then we can discuss the well, match. Well, I'll tell you because, right now, my yeah. number 10, if it's on either one of your lists, I'd be shocked. Now let me hear it. Let's put, All let's right, put my, it in the chat. Well, Test. hold on. Let me, before we, we start throwing these out here, yeah. didn't you hint to us you wanted to uh, go do five minutes on the Hall of Fame here? Is that something you wanted to do, or you want to wait for another yeah, podcast? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do that a little bit later on okay. if there's time. I do want to get into the Hall of Fame, and I want to make sure Taz is not listening because I don't know if I've mentioned this on the air, but... I guess it was a few weeks ago when the WWE announced that Jeff Jarrett was going to go into the Hall of Fame. I tweeted, I don't even remember what I tweeted, but something such as... Well, I as, do if you need me to reference it. Yeah, go ahead. What did I <laughs> well, say? Well, you said, I think you, uh, not, again, I think you said, uh, what is this, the mid-card Hall of Fame, essentially? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And behind the scenes, Taz was not <laughs> happy with me. And we had a nice discussion about it in which he said, I shouldn't do that. And I said, what's that? Give an opinion? And he's like, well, it's one of my friends. And we had a nice discussion right. about it. There was no settlement to it other than we like each other. He wants me not to do that. I'm still going to do it. So when we give our opinions on the WWE Hall of Fame, and we will do it later, we'll do our WrestleMania countdown, and then we'll get to the Hall mm -hmm. of Fame because that kind of leads towards this year's WrestleMania, which is coming up very short, very soon. Uh, I'll give you my opinion on the Hall of Fame, which obviously is very different than Taz, who I have great respect for as a wrestler because – Madison Square Garden has very rarely gotten as loud as it got when Taz made his debut against Kurt Angle at Royal Rumble. Well, I can promote this because Tommy and I and McMonagle, who loves wrestling. Will, <laughs> he doesn't will, really love wrestling. No, 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 no but he, he will idea. take part in, in our WrestleMania preview podcast, as will you, for a couple of minutes. We actually have the New Day booked. Yep. And we have Taz nice. booked. Oh, really? So I didn't know that one. We okay, have, cool. Great. So we, we, Taz will, will awesome. be destroying you on our podcast. That's today. fine. That's fine. At least I get the first shot in by doing it today. <laughs> but let's take a, a walk down memory lane. Now, all, before we get started, how many times on average would you say you have watched each round? Now, I assume oh, both I like of you that. have watched every WrestleMania. Is yes. that fair? Yes. I've seen every WrestleMania. Every single one. Um, with the invention, the gr tr oh. tremendous invention of the network, I've watched a lot of WrestleManias more than once, but there's more like these moments. A lot of these particular, I've watched these moments or these matches more than, you know, actual manias themselves. Like, uh, you know, I've watched main events or certain matches I've gotcha. liked a hundred times. I got you. And okay. I've kind of had the evolution where I used to watch them on VHS. Me too. Or I go to a buddy's house. Or I used to, I had the DVD box sets. Of I don't everyone, know if you remember yeah. those. No, All I had that. Yep. The anthology, I had that. And then obviously now with the network, it's everything's right at your... Uh, Fingertips. I've talked about this with Monzo, with with his sons and all that. With a son, and that he, how he has like when we were kids, it was like so hard to watch this stuff. And he has the history of wrestling at his fingertips. <laughs> no, and he's and he's now. locked in. It's man. amazing. No, I now, I and know, I gotta give. I, I told him I'd give his top two WrestleMania moments. Oh, good. So I, I like do that. that. I now know how my dad and my mom and our grandparents felt when they said, "Oh, you've got cable. We don't know what that's <laughs> like." Because it, you're so right. If we had WWE Network as kids, life would be very different right now. And maybe not for the good, but it would be very different if we had that access at a young age. Because I remember going in a blockbuster as a nine-year-old, yep. getting whatever VHS they have. And usually it was, you know, Coliseum Video Presents Super Tape 92. <laughs> right. Here's the berserker. Right. right the <laughs> berserker. All right. Mons, kick it off. Your number 10 WrestleMania right, match moment. Tenth, my number 10 WrestleMania match comes from WrestleMania 8. Some of uh, which is described as the worst WrestleMania of all time. Um, but a match that I love, Undertaker, Jake the Snake Roberts. Really? Love that match. Really? And I, I'll give you a couple things. I love the promo. You remember they had... Oh, it's a great promo. You remember they had uh, mm -hmm. 
uh, the Undertaker. They had a, they had the casket and uh, they, what was the yeah, they, what was it, the it promo was, show we had? It wasn't the Piper's Pit, it but was it was his like one versions, of those the things. cemetery right. thing. And yep. Jake's Jake Roberts. It was called the funeral parlor. The funeral parlor. That? Nice. Yeah. That's right. And Jake Roberts gets his arm caught in the casket. Yep. He right. DDTs Paul Barra. Yeah. He cuts that tremendous promo before the match where they play back that part, and he's like, oh, look at that, short drop, tough landing. Yep, yep. You know? He's like simply foreplay. Right. Like, oh, it was great. It was a tremendous great. promo Jay cut before the match. It was the old-school Undertaker music with just mm-hmm. the organ. Um, and then they have the match itself. Jake h- hits him with the clothesline a couple times. He hits him with the DDT twice. And then he gets the tombstone on the outside of the match. Bobby Heenan is tremendous. And I, can't, he's not human. I know. <laughs> you know? I love and that. then he tombstones him outside. He's like, that's it. He broke his neck. <laughs> and then he pins him. And he's like, you can count to 100. <laughs> and it's just it's a great match in a relatively weak WrestleMania. But it really defined The Undertaker. Jake was a, a tremendous performer, obviously. That's and a that good one. Match and it was me, his last match in uh, WWE. Yes. And he was great in that match. And well, for a I while. Really, he came I, back well, I'm sorry. In that run. Yeah, he came back. He created the Austin 316 thing. So. Yeah. Um, but, no, that match is, is, you know, I probably it's probably lower than 10. But, you know, when you start going through the cards, you realize how many great matches there are. But I had to make sure I got that in there because that's a match. That might be the match I've watched more than any other match ever in wrestling. Uh, to one thing I'll say, or a couple things I'll say about that show. Number one, Heenan and, and, and Gorilla on commentary. Unreal. The Lex Just, Luger you, promo. You can't touch him. Yeah. When at one point he's like, put him up. <laughs> they, they're, they're fighting about not fair to Flair. It's unreal. Those two together, forget it. Magic. A lot, of, and that show had a lot of older guys putting over younger guys. You had uh, Tito Santana and Shawn Michaels. Shawn yep. Michaels wins. Roddy Piper, Bret Hart. Bret Hart wins. Undertaker over Jake Roberts. Uh, you had. These are two older guys, but Flair and Savage had a great match. So yeah. I, I actually really, really actually enjoy that show. Yeah, I didn't think that was a terrible WrestleMania. I thought it was ruined. It's kind of my bias I mentioned earlier about how terrible the main the event man, was. The main event was brutal. You, you mean Papa Shango missing the queue <laughs> right. yeah. an hour and a half right. late? I mean, you talk about something that like makes Like Dolph no not sense. hitting the update sounder at 10 it's, o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar. And also, it was the thing about it was The Undertaker fought Hulk Hogan a few months earlier at Survivor Series and became champion. It was it was epic, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had the Tuesday night in Texas. Yep. And it felt like The Undertaker was a main eventer. And he gets eliminated in the Royal Rumble. And then the Jake match, you're right, it was a good match, and it's an underrated match. I mean, that's a really good call by you. And it was early on in The Undertaker streak. It was only his second win at WrestleMania. The first one was against Jimmy uh, Snuka. Snuka. Yep. Right, Snuka. So it is underrated. But- Devastating tombstone of Snuka, too, by the way, if you ever watched that replay. Oh, yeah. I, it just felt like The Undertaker was a main eventer early, and they moved him down to the mid-card because they needed to make him a face. The fans were loving him so much, they felt like, we got to turn this guy into a face, and yet he was a main eventer. He beat Hulk Hogan for the title. Mm-hmm. And then he was in the tag team match with Flair where Sid turned on Hogan. Yep. So I guess I remember at the time thinking, are they using the taker the right way because he was such a monster? But Jake was such a great heel. He's one of the great heels of all time. Yep, he easily so a top five, top ten talker ever. That was a good. That was not a bad WrestleMania nope. because that may have been when you look at the talent and you guys went through it. When you look at the talent at that WrestleMania, that may have been the most star-studded WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, think I think it was that. like a passing of the torch. I think by next year you saw a lot of those They're other guys in prominent matches. Right, you saw the old guard kind of leaving, and then the new guard, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Uh, Undertaker, Ra- you know, the Razor being in the, Ramones in the top. of the world. Right. Then those guys were at the top of the company by the next year and beyond, you know, in the. Uh... I, I also, you know, you talk about misplacing matches. I never understood, and I still feel this way to this day. That's why I didn't love Roman Reigns, Undertaker. Why I didn't. Rock Cena was an exception. Taker, Shawn Michaels, I know that was an exception because of the retirement. 
I love to me a title match has to be last. That's one that Savage Flair should have been last. Of I agree with you. Of course it should have been, especially because Macho Man won. But really, more than that, they screwed up the main event. It was supposed to be Hulk Hogan yeah. and Ric Flair. And there's all these rumors. I know you've heard Bruce Pritchard's uh, podcast about it that the, the the match wasn't going over well on house shows yep. or yeah, what you have you. Yeah, you always hear that. Yep. But I think here's what I think the real reason was. Let's use logic about this. Hulk Hogan was leaving the company, right? He was leaving. He yes. had the steroid scandal. Mm-hmm. If Hulk Hogan is challenging Ric Flair for the title, he can't win the title. How can he win the title? He's about to leave. They would never have a heel at that point in history end WrestleMania as champion. So I think part of the problem was there was no ending to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. How were they going to have an ending? Vince was never going to put Flair over Hogan. That's a WCW guy. So if Hogan's leaving and they don't want to put the belt on him and they certainly don't want Flair to win, what were their options? Yeah, and Flair didn't stay much longer either. Well, he was there for about 10 more months because he got the title back after SummerSlam, dropped it to Brett. And then had the program with Mr. Perfect. Right, and then he lost the Loser yep. Leaves Town match, right? So I guess he had some time left because if I'm not mistaken, he was in the Royal Rumble the following year. He was number one in the Royal Rumble the following year. So he had another a bit of time left in him, but... That was not a bad WrestleMania. Plus, I'm a sucker for when they did it in a dome, and plus, that was cool. Plus, they always go back to Hogan and the bigger guy. They, Whenever in doubt, they go Hogan with the bigger guy. Remember, Hogan, instead of going, letting Brett beat him, he had Yokozuna beat him. Ugh. Here we go back to Hogan and not a smaller guy like Flair, and he goes to Sid, Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, whatever he was called back then. So so it's always like Hogan and then the bigger guy. That's You saw that almost throughout Hogan's and, career. And people were ready to not have it. Remember, No, Hogan you're right. Was... They, they, they claim that they booed, and they had to sort of take the boos out. I think they Do you remember did. That? Or they yeah. were chanting for Sid. It was one or the other. No, I think Sid they... was awesome. I was a big Sid guy. I love Sid. <laughs> I know people poke fun at a couple of promos he screwed up. <laughs> but I thought Sid was a great talker. He had a great look. He had a great intensity. I was always a big Sid guy. I was, you know where I liked Sid the most, as weird as this sounds? At the end of WCW. For some <laughs> reason, I thought he was actually good at the end. I don't know why. That was a good number 10 because I wouldn't have had that up there. Lugie, what do you got? Okay, I got uh, Sean Razor ladder match, WrestleMania 10. Uh, if you look at that match now compared to other ladder matches, do I think it stands the test of time? It's hard to say. I mean, ladder matches have been taken to such another level. that That's just insane. So I don't know if it, it, it stands up to those matches now after it. But at the time, that was something like we'd never seen before, on, on uh, certainly on a, a pay-per-view. Maybe at a house show, somebody did a ladder match like that. But in front of a large audience, pay-per-view audience like that, the Sean Razor uh, ladder match uh, really, really was like, Cutting edge at the time. So I, I think it definitely deserves to be uh, in most to, uh, top 10 lists and certainly is mine at uh, number 10. Yeah, it, it doesn't, in my opinion at least, it doesn't hold up as well as we all think of it. But you're right in that the impact it had was right. huge. Yeah, it was a game changer. Sure. Yeah. And mean, in the was, context of when the match took place. I mean, Michael's doing the splash off the top. I mean, mm-hmm. it was all, it was awesome. And I think the first ladder match was Brett Sean, and they did it at a house yes. show. Yeah, Brett always says that. that they and did Brett's that. very bitter about it because <laughs> that was his idea. Yeah. A lot right. of things are Brett's idea. By the way, I want to reveal I never made a top 10 list. I just want to comment on whatever you do, and then I'll reveal my top three matches. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, okay. Saving time. Nice job doing prep for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I made you guys do all the work. It that's seemed right. like a brilliant plan, actually. <laughs> Bonds number Sounds nine. Sounds like what most producers and hosts do. Wow. Um, jeez, want to name names? Uh, no. Uh, all right, number nine. Uh, not too long ago, WrestleMania 31, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns with the Seth Rollins cash in. Uh, I think this is one of the most. I think this is when they really hit the prize fight moment. 
because it really had JBL was tremendous in that match as an announcer. Cole was good. King was okay. You know, and when you look at that match itself, you got Roman Reigns with the laughing, and he's taking the Suplex City stuff, and they started the Suplex City stuff. He took three F5s, one right out of the gate. Um, you know, and then obviously there was all the blood when he threw him into the, the, the corner. And then Seth Rollins with the cash-in, uh, kind of like the surprise. And also the heel finish, by the way. He'll finish his WrestleMania. But I thought that match is great. That's another match I've watched a million times, and um, I hope they somehow duplicate the excitement of that match. I'm not sure if they can. They're trying to how, how they're building is a little weird to me. With with you know Roman Reigns just getting his ass kicked week after week. But no, I thought that match was tremendous. I thought they did a great job. I think there were also no expectations for that match, and everyone was like kind of like ah oh, it's gonna suck, and it ended up being great. Yeah, it was a great match and a great moment. It had both things. I thought the match was totally exceeded all expectations I had. You know, you could argue and say it's Roman Reigns' best match, who does put together a lot of great matches, but it was a, it was a really great match. It was a finish that some people saw. If you remember, a lot of people were predicting it. Some people weren't. You weren't 100% sure. But it was a great cash-in, and it was a great moment. It was a great way to end WrestleMania, you know, because we had never seen that before, a guy cashing in the money in the bank to there, win the belt uh, in the main event. There's no way that this match between Roman Reigns and Lesnar will be as good as that one because what made that match great, and I'm with you, that was... A tremendous main event. And it's amazing because the build to it was awful. You talk about the build to this one. I actually think the build to this one is better than the build we had to the other one. I really do. And I think a part of it was the crowd did not want Roman Reigns in this match, especially after he had beaten Daniel Bryan at, I guess it was called Fastlane. Fast lane. Fast lane. The original Fastlane? Yes, yeah, so it was, was the, the first, first Fastlane. There you go. I, I think what made it great, though, and you rarely get this in a main event, is we did not know what was going to happen. And a lot of times, we know the result. It still may be great. Like, Batista Triple H was a great main event and a great build for all those months. But we all knew the outcome. Mm -hmm. We knew what was going to happen. And I think that when Lesnar re-signed, which happened days before, Mm -hmm. it added this and the the negative reaction of Reigns. Sure, the Rollins rumor was out there, but I think we went into that match not knowing what was going to happen. That Brock could have won. Roman could have won, which was their original plan, Mm -hmm. we think. Or Rollins could have cashed in. So it's very rare that you get a main event at WrestleMania that not only is a great match, but you truly don't know what the result is going to be. And I thought that that match, why it's one of the great main events, despite the bad build, because a build means a lot. A build is like foreplay. You know what I mean? The sex can be great, but you need to the build. By the way, for the kids listening, I apologize. (laughs) But the the buildup is very important. And... I didn't like that build. I mean, them fighting over the title. Yeah, that was a what? little corny. <laughs> Come on. And you remember, I, th- I think, wasn't there a Raw that was canceled because of the snow? Yeah, I think it yeah. was the Raw immediately after the Royal Rumble. That's right. Okay. Where the, where the crowd was just, you know what? I was there. The I was in Philadelphia. I was at that Rumble. Were it you was, booing Roman Reigns? I, I felt weird. I did not. <laughs> I like I like Roman Reigns. I was more disappointed Daniel Bryan didn't win. I, I, I agree with that. Well, that was That was part of the problem. But, I, I, you know, I, I'm a Roman Reigns guy, so I wasn't going to boom. Roman Reigns isn't that bad. He really is. And, and I would say to the build for this year, I think the idea is for us, the audience, to not like Brock and to like Roman. So they're going to make it seem like, well, Brock doesn't want to show up. Brock had a 30-second match with Kane in Chicago in a house show. Brock doesn't want to be here. Brock's going to beat up Roman to get sympathy. And all you hear from the crowd is, he, you des-, which is great when Roman gets beat up, do you deserve it? You know, a lot of the chants, I hate that one. I hate the you deserve a chant, but I love it when they're beating them up and but, they do the, but, it's very creative. Well, Loogie, here's the problem. There is no way in hell Roman Reigns is not winning the title. I mean, this has mm-hmm. been 
Vince's dream. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying I think they want Reigns to get the baby, oh, uh, yeah. the good guy sympathy. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're do. trying to do. Whether they accomplish that or not, we're going to find out in a week. No, I don't think they've accomplished it. There's well, I'm no saying way. we're going to find out that night. Because they're going to keep building now. to try to get to that. Well, I, I agree with you. They've done. They've tried this. How many times have they tried to get this guy to connect to the audience, and it just doesn't happen? If I will say this. If Brock leaves, if Brock is leaving, and Heyman stays, and there's a vacancy, and you don't want to put him with Ronda, you might want to think about putting him with Reigns. No, well, I, th- I think I agree with you. I've been saying that for a Roman long time. And turn Roman and put him with Heyman, and now you got something. Well, that is, that's that's what you do. You're, you guys are 100% right about that. And I always thought that with Cena, that if they were ever going to turn John into a heel, and it's you know it's too late now, he's barely, barely there, that the way to turn him heel was kind of the way Austin turned heel against Rock at 17, where Vince comes in to help him win it, where Cena just becomes ruthless. And I always thought that was the game plan. Uh, for John Cena to turn heel, and I think that's what you do with Roman well, I think Reigns. He, I, th- I think one, re- one reason you can't do that with Cena because he's too good with the mic. Nah, it's over. It's over with <clears> Cena. <throat> I, I think we're all past that, the whole heel turn thing, but I think with yep. Reigns, it makes sense. They'll never do it. They'll never, ever do it. What's going to happen, and I guess we should save it, but he's just going to win because he overcame all the odds. But to your point, that was a excellent main event at WrestleMania. That's and right, it left baby. everybody satisfied when Rollins Oh, it was great. Yep. Number nine for you, Luke. Number nine for me is at WrestleMania 7. It is Savage Warrior retirement match, or uh, right? Is that what they call yep. it? Retirement match? Okay. Yes. So to me, not only, listen, Warrior's gotten a lot of stuff over the over the years about not being great, and a lot of his matches were clothesline, clothesline, shake the ropes, I get that, suplex, whatever. But I really thought he put together a great match. Now he was in there with one of the greats of all time. But just the, the great build they had for this, where Savage cost him the title at the Rumble, he hit him with the scepter, and then... Um, they put, their, they put their careers on the line. Whoa, they, you never saw that. You were like, oh, my God, these guys are putting their careers. Like, it meant more. Again, not in the main event. The title was for the main event. But this match seemed like it meant more because one of these guys are gone. And yeah, two war, major players, Two too. major players. Everyone loved Warrior. And even though people didn't like Savage, you still looked at him as like, this is one of the top guys in the company. So we're going to lose one of these big guys. Warrior had the great pants. It means more than the title. It was tremendous. So the match was, was really, really great. And then at the end, to me, what makes this the great match, much like we said the match before, is the moment afterward when Miss Elizabeth and the Macho Man Randy Savage reunite. Yep. People crying. It was so <laughs> great. She goes after Sherry. You know, and it's not. It's you know what made it great is what makes wrestling great when it's real. When I can relate to it. When I didn't see like someone hand me a piece of paper and I read it and I don't believe it. That people were invested in Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man, and people were dying to see them come back together. So here you have Savage, the career's over, but he's get back with his woman, that amazing moment. And then Bobby Heenan, of course, being the heel, <laughs> oh, being tremendous. the heel, always sticking with it, consistent, not changing from it. They come back, and again, this is Bobby Heenan saying it, but they come back, and Gorilla goes, well, you know, Savage's career's over, but, but at least he's back with the woman he loves. And, and Heenan goes... I'd rather have some money than a skirt. <laughs> and that's just classic Eden being the bad guy no matter what. I'm going to be a bad guy. And that's, it was just brilliant stuff. What To me, that there's another, and I'll, that's coming up later on my list, as far as emotional, like um, getting an emotional response from the audience, that to me is there's one, another one coming up. It's one and two all time at WrestleMania. Other things I loved about that match itself, um, Sherry was great in that match. Great. Great. And... The, the actual wrestling in it, you got the elbow drop a couple times. Mm-hmm. I love the fi- I love the finish with the shoulders. 
You know, he's giving him the shoulder blocks. Yep. Uh, puts the foot him out on of the him ring. puts the foot on him. Doesn't cover him. Just puts the one foot on him and puts the points in the sky. It was, was great cool. drama. It told a great story. And uh, before Evan gets his point in here, we can just skip to Tommy's number eight because that was my number eight. Okay. So, there you go. Oh, that was your number eight? That was That's my fine. number eight. It was Savage uh, Warrior Retirement do you, Match. Do you... I, it was a great moment. I I think it's a little overrated, but that's fine. It was still great. I understand it. Bobby Heenan's the greatest color analyst of all time, and that includes every sport, by the way. That's how good this guy was. It's a broadcast but, journalist. Oh, the best. <laughs> but the best. Looking, looking back on it, I know it would never happen, and I'm a big title should go last guy, but you guys aren't. Should that have closed the show? <sighs> now, remember the Hogan option. retaining, too. No, yeah, no, Hogan, that wasn't retaining. He was taking the I'm title. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, taking the title back. And Rocky sympathy. And they yes. built that up, and that was a very controversial angle. Yeah, but that, they had built that whole show about that whole patriotic, we were in the middle of the war, and and uh, Slaughter had turned. And that, so I don't I don't think in that time Vince was ever going to put that match on last. Yeah, that, that's a match that Vince is going with last yeah, every time, is, sure. is especially when what was going on in the world at that point. And Tommy was talking about... Um, you know, connecting with the audience, like like you know that that was a match that connected with the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finish, I didn't, I never liked to finish that match because Slaughter kicks out at three and a half. Right, that was the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually like that. Drove that. me crazy every <laughs> time. I was like, did they screw up? Like, what happened? You know what drove me crazy? First of all, and I could be wrong about this. I think the Iraq War was over by the time WrestleMania started. You're I a better think, history buff than we are. I'll I just I'll think, throw that out. There. I think it had just okay. Ended. Um. Number two, it was the most distasteful angle oh. this side of Katie Vick. I was going to do, yeah, it was up there with the Katie Vick or Vince killing himself or whatever, or I mean, faking his death, whatever you want to call it. You're asking a guy bad. to become an Iraqi Real sympathizer bad. when there's actual men Real and bad. women dying overseas, mm-hmm. and this oh, this was great. They and could get boy, away with that more then than they can now. Oh, they would never do it now. They're a publicly traded company. God forbid they would never touch that now. They're, they would never even come close, but... My favorite little nugget, as Bruce Pritchard revealed recently, is that the original plan was not for Sergeant Slaughter to be the Iraqi sympathizer. You guys know this? Well, yeah, what was it supposed to be, Hogan? Or no, no, Dar- no, 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 not Hogan. What are you, nuts? Duggan? It was supposed to be Tugboat. It yes. Supposed to yes, be I, did, I do remember hearing that. And yep. he was going to be Tugboat. Who was also Sheik. the Shockmaster. Oh, is that true? Yes, the shock of master? course. Uh, Fred Ottman, I believe. Yeah. Is yeah. How did you not know that? <laughs> I, the Shockmaster. I'll did, throw a little did he ever dorky wrestle? thing out there. The Shockmaster? Yeah. yeah. I think he, he did wrestled. have one he, match. He didn't wear those masks or anything. He was just a Shockmaster, a normal-looking guy. Right. That's exactly. Funny. I think he had the, the tag, like, one He's or two He's going to shock you. Because like he is the, the Shockmaster. <laughs> By the way, I always thought that WrestleMania, and I don't know how they would have ended it. Obviously, Hogan would have won, but I yeah. always thought they needed the Warrior-Hogan rematch because six was so awesome mm-hmm. that it would have been great to do it again at seven. But obviously the Iraq War. I wonder. But you got if, the great, you got the great um, Savage Warrior match nah, out of it, so I, I can know, live with that. And Hogan. Uh, to answer your question from before, I would have ended with Hogan winning the belt there. No, no, I agree with you. Just it was a fine match. The, I, you know what? Let me let me rephrase it. For considering the Ultimate Warrior was involved, it was a tremendous match. And you always have to. To me, it's like comparing baseball players. Sometimes you have to look in the. I know I just talked about this with the ladder match. Sometimes you have to look at that time period too. Like what sure. did it. Compared to other matches in WWE, I'm not talking about other yeah, yeah, other no, I get it. other uh, promotions. And then I WWE remember the it led to the campaign reinstate. Yeah, the they, they had like a phone number reinstate. you could call. Yeah. Yep, exactly. All right, so that was Monzo's eight. What's your number eight, Lugie? My number eight is was actually the. This might be the only. Could this be the only opener on anyone's list? It might be, uh, and that's Brent Nolan from WrestleMania 10. 
to me, just as far as a, the story was unbelievable. What a, what a great story arc. And the technical point of the, the, the technical wrestling in that match was absolutely amazing. And then you had the finish of Owen going over, Victory which set up roll. their match at SummerSlam. Brett winning the title later. Owen coming out when they have Brett on the shoulders. Just gives them the look and they walk back. And they went on to have that great uh, cage match at SummerSlam. So what a great feud. What a great match and just two great competitors. And you remember, so that, all awesome start, that all started at Survivor Series yep. with yep. the eliminated. He was the only member of the Hart family eliminated. That's right. Went to the Rumble. He yep. apologized. He kicks him in the knee. Kicked the leg yeah. out of the leg. He yeah. messed up the line. I actually know you keep referencing the Pritchard podcast. He mentioned that that story started. They wanted it to be Bruce Hart. Yes. I and then, okay. uh, you know, Brett vouched for Owen. Said, sure. you know, Owen never really Rock got the, the look he deserved at. Yep. And, uh, you know, Owen really was awesome. awesome. If you, if you go back and watch some of his stuff, he was so ahead of his time mm-hmm. in the ring uh, with the promos. Um, I agree. That was a tremendous match. The finish was great with the roll-up. Um, I enjoyed it. That was great because I was stunned. I mean, yep. I was stunned that Owen Hart, who before that whole angle started, was nothing. He may have been a good wrestler, but he had never gotten any kind of push. So as a, as a kid at the time, because how old are we? We're 11 years old, 10 years old at that time. If you're not given a build, I, don't, I mean, what, what, do we, what do we know? We don't know if a guy's a good wrestler who's just not getting a build the way we look at it today. So I saw a guy, he's not in Bret Hart's league. And so the angle to me was boring, but then the match was tremendous and the result was stunning. I mean, for Owen Hart to cleanly beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania from a failed victory roll, I think it was, was a stunner. So I'm with you. I thought that was a great and, match. And that was back before I beat you, you beat me 50-50. That was when like matches like that and results like that really meant something. And like to, for Owen to win, that was like a total shock. It was. It was a stunner. It was mm-hmm. one of the more stunning you know, WrestleMania moments. Yeah, obviously, obviously it Taker started his push to the King of Hearts and then yep. yeah. you know all the things that happened with Owen up until you know his untimely death. He had a good run. It really made him more relevant. Number seven for the All right, well, the the... My number seven is Brett's second match that night. Brett what? Yoko. Come on. Main event. First Stop. off, a title main event. Stop. Leading. First off, he has the Owen match. He has the Owen, Owen close where Owen goes in there, and he revenges his loss from the year earlier. I thought it told a good story. I like the finish with him falling off. Um, that match to me, that meant a lot to me because I was a big Brett, to the, Hitman, Brett the Hitman Hart fan. Still am. Um, and I, I really didn't think he had a chance, and I enjoyed that. I liked the fact that the title was defended or the title was – you know, defended twice that night, essentially. And uh, I was a Bret Hart guy. Uh, that was at the Garden, if you recall. And he had the Owen Hart finale where he's in there. Macho Man's open up the ropes for him to come in there. <laughs> they hoist him up on yep. his shoulders. <laughs> uh, that was a great moment. I was fired up for that one. That, to me, was number seven for me. Uh, I, I get, your storyline point is very fair, that they needed the reign of Yoko to end, and it was fitting that it was Bret over Lex. The, the, the angle where they both won the Royal Rumble, I liked it because it was different. And I remember going into it because that was the, the first WrestleMania I'd ever gone to. I'd only gone to two in my lifetime, ever. I went to 10 and 11. I haven't been to one since. But I remember going into it not knowing what to expect. I figured, well, Lex has to beat Yokozuno. I mean, he's got to, especially after that whole joke of SummerSlam where he knocks him out, wins by a countout, and they're celebrating like he won Game 7 of the World <laughs> Series. I didn't think the match was particularly good, but it was a nice ending to the reign of Yokozuno. I agree with that. Yeah, I think I put it up there more a uh, great moment. Then the match itself, you know what I mean? Getting the revenge from the year before and sort of getting coronated as like, this is our guy. Again, at a very big WrestleMania, because that was a that was WrestleMania 10. So that was a huge night. Great show. And to have Brett sort of being coronated at the end as the world champion, 
I thought was a great moment. The match itself was was good, but I, I would think the moment, to me, was better than the match itself. They righted the wrong of nine. I yes. mean, they righted the wrong well, that's of nine. Which a lot to of people me, were not happy about, by the way. Because at that time, people were getting tired of Hogan. So a lot of people were not happy with that. And he, didn't do, and he didn't go back and, and let Brett beat him. Well, so that, a lot of people that, were not happy about that's that. That's the ultimate. Like, I, I look back at history and say things are different if you would have done that. It's... Like, the Aaron Boone home run looks different to the Red Sox fan if they don't come back the next year and erase the 3-0 deficit. If Hogan would have put Brett over at that SummerSlam, I think we look back at nine very differently. We would have said, all right, you know what? It was a means to an end. Yeah. It was a means to a good build and this dramatic moment at SummerSlam. Yeah, Brett with the corny pushing Hogan into the ring. Yes. But then he gets his win. And and, and I know what Brett, because I read his book, what Brett was dreaming about is having Hogan give up, you know, sharpshooter middle of the ring, which never would have happened, oh, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it did definitely right of the wrong, that's for sure. What are we up to, seven, I think? Seven, Lugie yeah, seven. seven. for Lugie me, seven. Uh, Savage ahead. Steamboat, WrestleMania three. Uh, the pace of the match. Only seven. Yeah, only wow. seven, yeah. Oh. For, I will say this, for this was always my favorite match as a kid, but now some other matches have, have, have kind of gotten past it. But I'll just always look fondly back at that match because, again, like I said before, context. There, certainly on the WWE level, we had not seen that style, that pace, the amount of pinfalls, the work rate, or whatever you want to call it, of two guys. Now, look, they planned the match out before. Well, that's fine. That match was so good, and what a show. And everybody will – now, listen, the, the, I've heard this debate. What the best – the best – Hogan, Andre, drew the house. That's, that's enough said. I mean, those guys, if they had a logo, that him slamming Andre is the logo. That's it. That period. But as far as – in the ring, the moves, move for move, Savage Steamboat totally stole the show that night. And it still stands the test of time as one of the greatest WrestleMania well, matches I, of all. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When's the last time you watched it? Whew. Been a few months. I, I'll watch it like maybe months. once or twice oh, a year. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you think it holds up? Yeah, well? I'll, oh, absolutely. I'll just go to my continued watching and see what Tommy's been yeah. watching. Steamboat and Savage <laughs> are... <laughs> Steamboat and... <laughs> are you revealing that you no, share we do not accounts? Share. No, no, what you're suggesting? no, I have my own. Uh, you can okay. you can look at as they say you can look it up. Look it up. <laughs> well, I, I happen to agree with yeah. you. I, I I went back and watched it. I'd say a couple of years ago. It's been a few years, and I was curious if it held, if it holds up, and it actually does reasonably well. It holds up very well. And then you look at, you know you know what makes it even better. I was saying this to Monzo earlier today. I said WrestleMania one was a terrible WrestleMania. The matches were boring, <sighs> and I think that. And you look at two, same thing. That's what makes Steamboat Savage that much better. When you compare it to the contemporaries of those WrestleManias, I think it makes the match look even better. It meant it made it where you didn't just go to the show because you said that WrestleMania one was terrible. But I'm sure everybody in the audience liked it because, again, the standard, what brought you to the audience and what it was about was, oh, Mr. T is going to be here. Sidney Lauper is going to be here. Andre the Giant's here. That's fine, but it doesn't hold up. And there were were bad endings. They didn't have endings to have the match. But it was was more about the match. Delivery Jones lost. Right. Yeah, about 13 (laughs) seconds. Fair enough. But the first, that to me was the first time where you could say, wow, what an amazing wrestling match at WrestleMania. So now they have all the other stuff, and they finally got the great wrestling match as well. And that, to me, also was two things. One, it kind of, to me, was the beginning of Savage being one of their top guys. Because he really, you know, climbed that ladder there. And to me, I also thought that match showed that Ricky was very underrated. Oh, Ricky was unbelievable. And that was one of those situations where the guy that lost got more out of it than the guy that won. Think well, about the guy it. that won was out of the company within how yeah. many months? Not long. He went back to WCW, NWA, whatever it was at the time. 
And Savage went on to have the great run with the title and all that and, yeah. and, and went, to, went down in history as one of the greats. And so does Ricky Steamboat. But Savage losing that match was almost made was almost the bigger star coming out of it. Right, and the next year he goes and wins the title. Yep. So it, yeah. it paid off for him. And he got the face turn too. Uh, number six. Number wow. six for me, and I know I'm stealing one from Tommy here. I'm sure this is high on his list. As you know, high is close to being one or two. Uh, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13, The Blood, Ken Shamrock, uh, and to me, the biggest thing that comes out of this match is the Bret Hart heel turn. Um, something for me, which was devastating at the time, but. Um, look, to me, it was the beginning of Austin, and it was kind of the end of uh, Brett being the guy there. Um, just tremendous drama, tremendous, uh, you know, heart really going to heel tactics, uh, not le- releasing the sharpshooter, the blood. It was great. It's one of the great matches of all time, uh, not just WrestleMania, just great matches of all time. Very entertaining, great story. Uh, obviously, it led to Stone Cold being one of the biggest guys of all time. That, for me, uh, is one of the top matches. It was one of the most impactful matches, that's for sure. I mean, when you look at what resulted from it, you know, the, the great Bret Hart heel run as pro-Canada and turning on the fans, the American fans, and obviously... Giving the finger to the crowd the next oh, night. Yeah, it was, in a lot of ways, you could argue, one of the most important matches in WrestleMania history. You absolutely can make that argument because of what occurred after that. And for, for them to pull off what they pulled off, a double turn... And I think Austin and Brett had to convince Vince to let them use the blood, which was necessary. Yeah, they. they what is that they match bo- without the they blood? They both say that. I think Austin says that like he didn't have enough stroke at the time to ask for it, and Brett was like, "I'll don't worry." It they was sort of it was sort blood. of Brett's idea, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll get it for you." And, oh, and when you think needed. back, that image of of Austin not right. tapping out and passing out right. with the, bl- the blood, blood dripping from the stone, off his face, they had the blood it. from the stone T-shirts, great. Oh, it was, it was, drama was off the charts. I it mean, was an honestly, match. it started with the glass breaking when he introed right mm-hmm. through the at the garden. It was tremendous. It was well, very well done. And this is an example of a great, great match. No title involved. Yep. Clearly, being better than the main event. Do you uh, even remember yes, the main event? Yes, it was Sid, Sid and Taker. Sid and Taker. Yep. And not only Sid and Taker, which is bad enough, bad big lumbering match. Bret Hart kept interfering in that match, mm-hmm. and I never understood why. Like, what, shouldn't Undertaker just win the title cleanly? Why is Bret Hart getting involved? I know they wanted to continue the angle that he's a whiny bitch. That was clearly the plan, but this is the main event of WrestleMania. Have Undertaker beat him cleanly. He didn't even beat him cleanly in that match. So so this WrestleMania, so we'll, we'll kill two birds with one stone here, going down to further in my, my, my one sheet here, um... My WrestleMania notes, something I, uh, I remembered yes. uh, when I went through that WrestleMania. I forgot that Lex Luger and the British Bulldog were a tag team. <laughs> where are oh, they? The, the Allied Powers? Allied powers? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Like, I'm like, powers. oh, my God. I can't believe. I forgot that yep. they were a tag team. Yep. And they lost. The, they beat two guys I'd never heard of. Oh, I don't remember. Wait, it was. This le- is, you're thinking of 11, I think. Yeah, you're thinking they beat, they no, no, beat the that. Harris yeah. twins, which were in. Yeah, DLA you're right. Sorry, I actually just made a typo here. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no, wait, because you know what they ended up doing with that? I think they ended up having Jacob this and Eli angle. Blue. Yes, that's who it was. Is that who it was? That's yeah. who they were. They, and then they were the Harris twins. They were in DLA. Yep. Yeah. Well, they had an angle where they were hinting that Lex Luger was going to quote sell out. Oh, and the join Tataka Teddy one. Right. Oh, that was great. And it turned out to be Tatanka. That was that so was, great. That was really good. It was great. Well but done. It was the end of Tatanka. He stunk as a heel. Yeah. You can't make him a heel. Come on. Yeah, it, it, it certainly killed him off. It wasn't ever as good when he was when he was a good guy. But I thought the angle was very well done. And that was back when things weren't as obvious as they are now. A lot of times you see these things coming from a mile away. As a kid, I did not see. 
Tatanka turning on uh, Lex Luger. No, never. And you know, remember he had that long undisputed streak yep. disrupted by Ludwig Borga. That's right. <laughs> Ludwig Borga. Amazing. Uh, what are we up, are we up to? Six for Tommy me? Six. Six, okay. Lugie, go. WrestleMania 17, arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all You're time. you steal one for me here, I think. Uh, TLC, obviously, the Hardys, Edge and oh, Christian, and the Dudleys. TLC. Yep, right. TLC 2, I believe. It was the second one they did. I think it was the second one they did. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, again, I just remember watching it going, I have. Ne- <laughs> I know they had the one at WrestleMania 2000. They took it this one to an even another, and I think that match should be mentioned, but this one took it to a whole nother level. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. They worked hard. How do you, and they managed to because Rock and Austin had a great main event and uh, Triple H and uh, Undertaker, but that ha- trying to follow something like that is unbelievable. And you still see today going back to matches of that ilk. But at that time, just, and they were taking more chances with each match, but that one really, really set the bar that maybe has never been reached since. No, and, and I think to me, that top three WrestleManias of all time, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a great card up yep. and down. Uh, and yeah, that's my number four, so we don't have to do my number four, but. No, that, that match almost started an era. I mean, with those three teams. Oh, it became, really did, yeah. You know, so yep. they're so associated with each other because of yep. starting with that match. Yep. And you think about the success all those guys have had since then. Edge mm-hmm. and Christian, both as tag teams and solos. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, tag team solo. And the Dudleys are going to the Hall of Fame this year. So that match really defined uh, a huge era in, in WWE and in wrestling. Uh, and propelled a, a ton of success for those it, guys. And it was weird because... And growing... he had the tremendous spear by Edge. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Growing up, the tag teams were great. You had the Hart Foundation, you had Demolition, you had Legion of Doom, you had the Steiner Brothers, and I thought that was a great era of tag teams. And then we went through this horrific period where the smoking guns and the body donnas. <laughs> the Godwins. The you don't like Godwins, well done? <laughs> well done. I mean, it was awful, and it felt like that was, that was a revolution, if you will. That was, you know, that was a great run with those three tag teams. And then you throw in the APA because they were pretty good too. I mean, they weren't as great as far as high flying. New Age Outlaws. I mean, that, that the yeah, attitude the Outlaws. Era, I the attitude era definitely right. bought the tag team uh, titles back, even though they switched them about you know ninety five well, times right. in a calendar year. When, when, when Edge and Hogan were tag team champions, <laughs> yeah. is where I kind of tapped out a little bit on the tag team. Yeah, yeah. When, they, when they started doing like when they when they whenever they do the makeshift tag team, we might see one next week. But I don't. I never like when they do that. When they put two, I like just strictly Booker tag T and teams. Goldust. Yeah, that one actually worked. But I mean, when they do like you know. If Shawn Michaels and John Cena win the tag team titles, I never liked that. Two guys that are feuding end up being tag team champions. No, They've gone back to the well on wasn't, that a million times. Wasn't CM Punk and Kofi tag team? Uh, probably. They may have been. That's the or problem. Edge and Hogan. Were, were, I don't know if we just mentioned yeah, that. Edge been. and Hogan. Yeah. yeah, Edge and Hogan. That's when right. Monzo said, I'm yeah. done. Jericho. I like Jericho, though. But at least they had a name. <laughs> they did. What was it, the right. Miz Show? The other tag team? Yeah, the Miz Show, right. right. What's next? Uh, number five for me, uh, going back to WrestleMania 19, obvious one. I'm sure this is on your list. Rock Hogan. Um, to me, should have been the main event. We talked about it earlier, but just obviously the crowd in that match, the hulking up kind of out of nowhere, JR and King going, King going, what you gonna do? <laughs> you know, it's just, um, and then you get the finish where the rock ends up going over, which you all expect, but you get that, that great moment. The Hogan kind of, I don't want to say kind of that match kind of, I felt like he became a little more human that night because he almost felt the embrace from the crowd that I'm not sure he even, even they, he expected. How did they not? understand it when they brought hogan hall and nash in mm-hmm. because vince wanted to quote inject a poison yep it it didn't that's not what people wanted like that wasn't the way to do it that it just it was done so wrong and the only problem it was a great match and it's on it's towards my top as far as moments are concerned is that as a fan i don't know how you guys felt i wanted austin 
I wanted Austin and Hogan yeah. because they more yeah, defined their right. eras mm-hmm. than The Rock did. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I mean, I, I I could see that. I could I could see it either way. Honestly, I mean, I wanted Austin too, but I it's hard to argue The Rock, especially after the match. Really, honestly. And now, if you look at it right now, I mean, The Rock is the most famous wrestler, maybe of all. Th- I mean, he might even be passing Hogan. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. Well, he's in every freaking movie. I mean, he's got, you know, is there, I think my mom follows him on Twitter. Who doesn't follow The Rock on a social no, media? No, no, I, and. So I'm just no saying hindsight s- now. Like, I, you if you look what? back on it, maybe it was the right play. I still disagree with that because there's no doubt The Rock's a megastar. Right. And it's going to create quite an issue for Mons in a couple of years when he challenges Trump for the presidency. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is Mons going to do? I have no idea. No, but, I, will, I will vote Rock. I'll, 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 <laughs> Vote I just want I, want I want them to do like a debate in character, like you oh know. <laughs> see, we'll see how tough the president is when the Rock is staring at him with, right. with the muscles bulging. Yeah, that's it. But he's a megastar. I'm yeah. not debating that. No, you but had the two biggest draws in in ever. Austin and, and, defined and, yeah. an era. I know. I know. The Stone Cold era, yeah. the Hogan era, and I don't know how the match would have been. I mean, it it would have needed to have been a Warrior Hogan type match where it needs to be scripted. Well, here's the other thing: way, is Austin but... couldn't go as well. At that point, you I know? get it. No, and I, I acknowledge that. That's why I'm not sure if the match would have been epic by any stretch. I, but yeah. it goes with the guys, and, and we never got that. And you know what? Some matches make the crowd. Sometimes the crowd makes the match. I think the crowd made the match. I mean, when you watch a match and the crowd is that into it, the guys out there don't have to do that much. You, well, know, you know what I mean? You know what would have been very weird about this? The Rock always had a love-hate relationship with this crowd. There were a lot of times, oh, yeah. starting from the beginning, where they would boo him. Uh, I remember SummerSlam when he dropped the title to Brock. I was in the building for that SummerSlam. Yep. We turned on him. We knew he was leaving. That never, ever happened to Austin. The crowd never wanted to boo Stone Cold Steve nope. Austin. And I think the crowd in Toronto, I think it would have been very different. I don't necessarily think that Hogan would have been booed, but I think The Rock became the, the, the heel in that match. I don't think oh, yeah. that was ever going to happen with Austin. He was beloved in a way The Rock never never got that. The Rock was not that. Yep, and and Hogan outworked him. And, and they tell you on the broadcast, a 50, it was not 50-50. It was overwhelming for Hogan. In my opinion, it was overwhelming oh, for Hogan. I was, uh, I mean, he overwhelmed. Compl- it was 100 to 0. Yeah. <laughs> 100 to 0. unbelievable. And that really. doesn't happen if it's Austin. I'm telling you right now. It, Hogan's unbelievable. It comes back, beats Triple H for the time. <laughs> it's well, that's unbelievable. A, that's a, by the way, this is typo city for me. I don't know if I said WrestleMania 19. Obviously, that was 18. 18. Yeah. Yes, I, was, yeah. I re- realize now I typed 19. But... 19 was sure Brock is. Angle. I yes. don't know if anyone's going to put that. And Hogan no. Vince McMahon. No, Hogan Vince, really. which is a very and Austin awesome. Rock. Austin yeah. Rock uh, three. But that I think that Hogan uh, McMahon match is extremely underrated. Mm. I thought it was tremendous. Yeah. Vince had a lot of good matches, believe it or not. He really did, surprisingly. Uh, right, so up to Lugie's number five. Okay, uh, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, uh, WrestleMania 21. What more can you say? I mean, two arguably the two best that have ever done it. Uh, from an in-ring standpoint, I mean, just just a perfect match. Just, just, just you can watch it. It's a thing of art. It's they should show it at every wrestling school ever. It's just as as good as it gets. That run, uh, you know, nobody, very few people, if any, have ever picked up the business quicker than Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. That second run he had coming back after the back injury was unbelievable. Didn't have to have the title. I know he won it once, um, and that match was just was was great. You can watch it over and over and again, and it never. It's just it stands up. Here, here are the facts. All right, this is not even a debate. You cannot put any match side by side with that one and claim that the other match is better. That is pound for pound the best match I've ever seen. I'm totally with you. And 
I, I and we'll do this at seeing all Miss Gargano, had, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I had. Yeah, I don't want to open up that because I, I saw a tweet that someone tweeted at us, and I just I laid. Oh, off asking and, if we were going to do non WWE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff. I, I laid off the. Response. You guys can. I don't really care. Yeah, I gotta be honest. <laughs> but I, I made a brief list. I told you, and it was moments and matches, and this is the greatest match of all time. Yeah, flat out, you hit it. What number did you put it? Four? Five. Yeah, and it's actually my five? number. And it's his five. It's my number two. So, I, 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 I'm curious what your number one is. We'll get to it. But mm-hmm. this match, it wasn't the main event. We get it. There wasn't a title. We get it. And that's the only thing that doesn't put it as the greatest moment as well. Oh. But just pound for pound match. Also, think about the, the build. You had... You had the Sherry stuff where he put Sherry in the ankle lock. The Marty Jannetty stuff. Uh, there was a great build for sexy that Sexy Kurt. Yeah, the sexy Kurt. <laughs> sexy Kurt. And then you I got love that. the great moment where they're both standing up, and then Michael super kicks him. He, the, the late pin, stands up again right into the ankle lock. He's in the ankle lock for two minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, he's yes. selling it like crazy. Yes. And then he finally has to tap, and it's just it's another one it of those. It was It was as good as it gets. I mean, honestly. It was it's, the best. It's It's you could watch it. You could watch it five times in the same day and love it. It was a great match. It really was. That that pound for pound, the best match I've ever seen. So, we should go to Lugie's number four because my number four was the Edge Christian. Okay. TLC. Okay. Lugie four. Go. Uh, Taker Sean WrestleMania twenty five. Um, the beginning of it was a li- was a little slow. Can I clarify? Um, twenty five was not the streak versus career. Correct. Match. No, right. Was that was next year in what Arizona. This was this is the one in. Uh, and it didn't location. main event. Twenty six main no, event. No, uh, Orton and Triple H main event. <laughs> yes. And you'll see that name uh, pop up a lot. Oh, main eventing over the matches that should have main evented. But of course, that, Triple know, H. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the sort of the Triple H and Orton matches. I, and I, I I think they're both very good, but oh great, but they're they just they never. Those two together never really did it for me. But anyway, that that match is so great. Again, like I said, it started off a little slow. Undertaker almost died. Uh, what's his name? Uh, That's right. He jumped out. What's his name? Son was supposed to catch him. Uh, Snooka's son was supposed to catch him, and he basically took, you know, like a long dart, like flew in the head first. I don't know how the heck he got up and worked the whole match after that. But that was a scary moment. But just this great drama by two, you know, two all-time legends on that stage. And the next, and the thing that is, the match the next year was so good too. I wouldn't even care if you said that match was better than this one. Take your pick, but I'm going to take the one at WrestleMania. So uh, what I loved about that match, uh, Michael's intro in the white mm-hmm. was tremendous. Uh, you know, kicking out of the tombstone, like which doesn't doesn't happen. Right. You know, was awesome. Um, no, I agree with you, man. That is that is a tremendous match. That, that to me that is another w- relatively weak WrestleMania. Uh, they went through a streak between like 25, 24, 25, 26. That were just they were tough, mm-hmm. um, but those matches stay stick out. And um, no, I mean, look, these guys love at that point putting over the Undertaker. Obviously, the streak meant a lot to him, meant a lot to them, uh, and they know they could perform. And that that's an, it was an outstanding was, match. Was the the world because the WWE title was Triple H Jordan and that main evented, and it shouldn't have main evented, especially when they made it no DQ, which was stupid. The world title match that year was was that Cena, Cena big, show, big edge? show and Edge, yeah. When he put them that, both in the uh, that should have that should have main evented because as great as Taker Shawn Michaels was, the second year it should have main evented. You had the career on the line and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I to me, I still need a title main event thing. And I thought when I think of that WrestleMania, I think of Taker Shawn, but I actually think not of that WrestleMania because I forget which mania it was, but. 
I do think of when Cena fought Big Show and Edge, how he did that. That he did the uh, the. Well, attitude I was going to say the fu, but the attitude adjustment. No, nah, call it the fu. You're right. That's fine because that's why I stopped myself before. But now I just that was that's awesome. what he called it that. that probably should have been the main event, but. Taker Sean was great that year. I thought the next year was better though. You don't you don't mean that you don't remember most from that WrestleMania? Now the current Hall of Famer of this year, his uh, 15 minute rock performance, Kid Rock. You don't remember that? Kid Rock, yeah, he sang. Uh... Wasting my time with 18 minutes of songs that I could listen oh, to. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Did they also have the uh, the women's battle royal with yeah. Santino Morello was in Morella, it? Yeah. Oh god. I mean Beth Phoenix. That's sort of a forgettable. C- CM Punk won the uh, Money in the Bank, I believe. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. The money in the banks will blend What's together. Was, they didn't blend that, together. Didn't that WrestleMania also have uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy wrestling each other? Yeah. Yeah. Was that? So. I forget. Like they kind of mix together when you get in the twenties about which one was. Some of the, yeah, that era does a lot. It for does some a little reason. bit. But I thought the next one was better between Sean. And All right, Andrew so let's Taker. go. My number three, Michael's Taker oh, two. Okay. It's <laughs> a segue. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, remember Michael's gets tombstoned on the outside of the ring. Um, obviously, the, the, just a ton of super kicks in that match, uh, tons of false finishes. Um, they still, I still wasn't sure at that point if Michaels was retiring or not. So I, I was of the belief that maybe he's finally going to beat him. And Michaels was always known for being that guy who, you know, had to even up the score. You know, he's mm-hmm. one of those guys that, you know, even when Cena beat him uh, at WrestleMania, was it? It was twenty three main event. Michael Cena. Remember, 23, yeah. Yeah, Michaels had to beat him on Raw two weeks later. So, I mean, I wasn't sure if... if yeah, with if no title on the I understand. It was a great course. match. It was an great hour. Match, yes. um, but, you know, you got obviously Michaels doing the throat thing um, and then the, the, the massive pile driver where he leaps in the air three feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know how he didn't kill him. And then you got the great finale where Michaels is walking out saying goodbye, saying my kids are going to be sick of me in two weeks. And uh, great story there. Sad to see Michaels go at that point, but a great match. And just you think back to their their Hell in the Cell match, the first ever, and then their two WrestleMania matches. Just what great chemistry and what a great story told by those two guys. Unbelievable. Yeah, I like the angle that led to it because Sean needed the match, right? Mm-hmm. And he cost Undertaker the title, yep. and he just he needed to do whatever he could to get that rematch with Undertaker. And that was one of those rare moments where it was worthy of main eventing. I'm trying to remember what the title matches were that year. Uh, wasn't that Miz? Was that Miz? No, Jericho Edge was one of them. That's right. Miz was the next uh, and year. And I think Batista. Batista Cena. Cena? Yeah. Batista yeah. Cena. Yeah. And that was Batista Brett, quit Brett the next night. also on there. Yeah. Oh, that, that was brutal. That, that was, was, yeah. Batista Cena not main eventing, and at that time they shouldn't have, but when they burst onto the scene at 21 and they both won their titles, yep. they were two megastars. Mm-hmm. They were the two, you know, knights of WWE. And I know they had that weird match at SummerSlam, which yep. Batista won clean. Well, because he almost killed Cena. <laughs> yeah. And Mike Adamley was the guy that booked it. But I always thought Cena Batista was the moneymaker, that that was going to be the mega main event someday because they were the two faces of the franchise. They had never wrestled other than an OBW, whatever it was. And it kind of sucked that their build was lousy because it was. Remember Vince basically handed the title to Batista? Yep. So that was disappointing that Cena Batista never was good enough. Got him to tap out, though. Did he? Yeah, it was it was the SDF. Oh my God, he did. He got him. Oh, that's so terrible. That is. So, they made Batista. I don't even remember this. They made Batista tap out. Tap out the Cena. I loved Batista. I thought he was great. I thought he was very underrated. Very underrated. His feud with the Undertaker back in the day was tremendous. He WrestleMania was a, twenty three as well. Very underrated guy. 
And that's a shame that they made him tap. Boy, they really screwed Batista. I know he's become a movie star. He taps out the scene and then leaves. Then he comes back, and they make him win the Rumble, and nobody wants him there. And he's got to beat Daniel Bryan's little bitch. And then when they do the Evolution reunion, it was, He takes all the falls. Eh, what a nightmare. Gets speared by, by Roman. He wants to wrestle again, though. Great. Why, you don't like Batista? I just, you know, I don't need these big guys coming back to be part-time. He was like, great, bro. He was great no, back I, in the day. You no, know, look, when he did the thumbs down, the Triple H, oh, and Flair, great, I mean, it was great a great time. moment. Yep. It was awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I just, I'm kind of getting, they have so many guys now, and there's so many guys that the All crowd's right. into. I just don't need these. That's why, you know, as much as I love Brock Lesnar, it's not going to kill me when he's not there anymore. No, they need it's going to gonna kill on. me when Heyman's not there. Yeah. No, they need to move on from Brock. The time is now. So uh, what are we up to? I only have one left, so I have my number one. Tommy, what do you have? How to? many do you have left on your list, Luke? That hasn't been hit. That hasn't been hit. Yeah. Uh, one. Do your number one? No, it's not my number one. What uh, was your my three. One? My three was. Ho- I did my fourth, right? So three. My third was Hogan Rock. Okay. We went into it. Yes, a long we time. did. So, so what number do you have left? So I'll be up to two, and then and then my top one. So you you haven't announced either one of those yet. No, one was mentioned already. I just didn't mention it because it was my number one. <laughs> so I want to have a little bit more of like, all right, so this is well, my number one. Give me your number two. What, what is my your number, number two? My number two is Flair and Shawn Michaels. Now, not just so much for the, the match I thought was very good, uh, all things considered. Just the moment on an emotional level. I, I like to think of that match as a three-part thing. By the when way, you, 10 years ago today, that was yes. they announced really? that. Really? All right. Now take out everything that happened afterwards. Flair coming back. I want to. I want to take no. that out of it. No, we don't get to. Do no, that. we're gonna take it out. I'm gonna take Flair wrestling Hogan okay. in Australia and in TNA <laughs> out of it, rolling right. around in their own blood. I'm, I'm. I. It didn't exist, right? This is just WWE. Sure. The. Oh, we're getting. Uh, we're getting a. Uh, axe walking in here. It's gonna let us know that my birthday's coming up in four months, and Monzo has a wedding anniversary in two months. Um. <laughs> Let me get on track. Put me, in, put me in a sleeper here. here. No, I got it. So, to me, the Hall of Fame speech, that match, right. that moment, and then the next night on Raw, that whole thing, that moment, that match, that whole entire weekend was so amazing and so fitting for arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. To me, it has to be up there, and that's why I have it as high as two, because of the emotion. Again, we talked about it before with uh, – with Savage Warrior, and this is the other one I talked about. No other match besides but that one and this one. No other match or moment evoked so much emotion for me than this because it was so real and it was so well done. It was the greatest send off in history. Take away all the other stuff. That three day run there or that, with the Hall of Fame, Mania, and the, and the Raw after all that stuff with Flair was a work of art. Now I have to apologize because. Uh... For that WrestleMania, I had people over, including Evan, and my cable didn't work. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really? right. Was that That's the one? one? Yes, you remember that? We ended up getting, like, the second half of uh, WrestleMania. Uh, that was not good. And I think we actually, by the time, I don't remember who my cable provider was at that time, but the pay-per-view wasn't working for some reason. I think when it finally cleared up, it was the middle of that match. So wow. we got the end of it. But, uh, no, I agree. That was, that was a great match. It's a great moment. You know, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah. You know, it was no. tremendous. Oh, it was great. And it should have closed, right, closed the show. It should have closed the show. And that's no disrespect to Edge or Undertaker. Stop it. That match has to go. It's Rick Flair's final it. wrestling match. It wasn't, though. But, Evan, they didn't it know that. What? But oh, I knew that. Was, wait a second. I knew but that. But, Evan, it, if you're looking at it from the from the story they're telling on television, that is going to be Rick Flair's, fi- if he loses, his final match right. ever. 
Right. It, it needs to it close the, the show. Mo- it's one of the you, there was nothing old- that could top it emotionally uh, okay. after that. After it's over, it was one of the most overrated WrestleMania moments. Oh come on! Right, let's go through the reasons why. Okay. There are a million reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, the angle that led to it was stupid. Vince saying, "If you lose another match, you leave." What? Why? For what reason? That was dopey. Number two, look at Ric Flair's man boobs. I mean, I couldn't take Stop. this guy seriously as a wrestler Stop anymore. It. Oh, really? Evan, what? that's ridiculous. How is that ridiculous? What is it? For the, he first of all, the guy, was nev- the guy was never an amazing but shape. Not like that. He's always in solid shape. you ever see Viscera, Big yeah. Daddy V? I mean, I don't know about his... How could you compare Viscera? We've had man boobs. You talked about sex before. I mean, enough already the, here. Dude, we, dude. Ric Flair looked no. like a deflated old man at that point. He was not the same it's guy. It's Ric Flair. It's, it, I'm not saying it was a great... It wasn't like, you know, Flair Steamboat from the 80s, but my point is from an emotional standpoint. And I you had Shawn Michaels in there, too. I love um, Shawn. Look, I'm not ripping it Shawn. It was a great, in fact, great moment. If you want to fact, tell me technically the match wasn't outstanding, okay, that's fine. But, but, Although but I'd argue it was still why, pretty good. But here's why Shawn Michaels is a legend. Because when he loses a retirement match, I, I understand match, that. So that's your, retires. But that's your beef, then. Yeah, that he well, came that's back. part of it. No, I. you can downplay what Ric Flair looked like all you want. But it matters. He looked like a senior citizen. I'm sorry. I totally disagree with There's you. In fact, I think he should. He probably should have came into that mania with a belt. I don't know which belt you want. With a belt? Yes. Give him one more run. He's Ric Flair. He's Dude. Ric Flair. You had Rico beat him. It's Ric Flair. He, was, he hadn't been Ric Flair in a half a decade. He won the Intercontinental oh, title it. a couple years earlier. Oh, stop God, it. Big Honestly, though. Seriously. Like, no, they, 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 be, they misused Ric Flair in that run they so much. They misused him. He was a hundred. Watch him. 2005, watch him Monday He's Night Raw against Kurt Angle. Or that Tremendous match. Or that match he had with Triple H. It's Ric Flair. If he had, When he had to turn the dial up, he could. It's Ric Flair. I mean, come on. I, I, I aesthetically was he the was it super pleasing to watch the guy in his shirt if that's what you're arguing? Well, okay, so now you're admitting it. So you no, finally no, no. came I, I'm around not, to I'm it. Not admitting, I no, it I'm not admitting that he wasn't old or maybe didn't look great or, or he still looked pretty good for his age. My point is, who cares? Who cares what the nah, guy? Because, no, 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 because so, wrestling so wait, still no, 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 because no. that's why Roman Reigns right. is the top star. Right. Now you sound like Vince. Instead of the guy who should be what? the top star. That, and that, that's not true. You do sound like Vince. No, no, no. Again, let's get back. Daniel Bryan may not be six eight. But he's in good damn shape. He looks like an athlete. I agree Flair with you. Does, at the end, did not look like an athlete. He looked very, very old. Not like Sean. Look at the way Sean looks. Hey, you know who else not in great shape? Kevin Owens. Daniel Bryan's look Different. hurts him a little bit, though, which is outrageous. Which is Kevin Owens ridiculous. and Daniel Bryan are not fair comparisons at all, and you know it because no, Daniel Bryan looks like an athlete. Yeah, yeah and, and Owens looks like a tough guy, and that's what matters. But who? But who Flair cares? Look like idiots. But who cares? I, but I, I care. honestly, as a wrestling fan, do you really care what they look like? I thought it I was. Don't, I don't. I, I've never no, watched no, no. a restaurant. I really care what he looks like. I usually don't. Right. Okay. I just thought that Ric Flair, for the last five years of his career, looked like a guy that was done. If, if you want to tell me that, if you want to make that argument, that's fine. I'm talking about that match, that moment, that emotion of having the... the if Didn't you, do it for Let's me. say arguably the greatest of all time, retiring in front of his family, the great speech at the Hall of Fame, I never the stuff said, the next night. I never, I, never said, <laughs> I never said he wasn't the greatest of all time. This has nothing to do what with his What would you career. have preferred then as a send-off then? That was the he best send off you could you could possibly come up with. Should have been sent off when Mr. Perfect beat him on Raw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was done. He was sent off to WCW. Hey, you know, because I feel dirty about this because I am, you know, wetting all over Ric Flair. I do want to say that his win of the Royal Rumble was the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, and so I have great respect for Nature Boy. I just, I didn't like that. 
That's all. And it should not have main evented. It absolutely it should have main evented. It main and it meant No, no, more. that's what you guys suggest. It, I know it didn't main event. It meant more than another Undertaker win, title win at WrestleMania. I'm sorry, it did. It did. It did. And that Undertaker title win was against Edge, correct? It was, it Edge. was yes. Where was uh, it, Charles was Robinson he? basically had a heart attack running down to the ring. It took him about three and a half days to get down there. You remember that spot where was the ref he? took a bump and he had to come down the aisle? Wasn't Edge undefeated? Was Edge on the video yes. at WrestleMania? Maybe uh-huh. he was. that's what I oh, meant. I didn't like. You're gonna sit there and I listen. The streak meant a lot back then. I'm not. That's the main I, event. Uh, You're wrong. No. Yes, it was. No. It should have been. It was. Flair retiring should have. On an emotional level, you can't top that after those guys are done out there. I'm sorry, you can't. Well, you guys are wrong. All right. no, I'm just kidding. Hey, right, ready for oh, my number next. one? Yes, yeah, you tell ahead. us. My <laughs> number one. This is my number one. What'd you say, Loogie? I said it's your podcast at the end of the day. No, you, no, you, no. You I, I, I right actually enjoy, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was your thir- 37 to 50. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, <laughs> uh, my number one. You ready for this? Yes. WrestleMania 30, the greatest story of all time in WWE. Daniel yep. Bryan, Batista, Randy Orton. Daniel Bryan's moment, the Yes Movement starts, collapses a month later. But the Yes Movement, uh, you know, number finally one. concludes after being built up for... Since SummerSlam, the Triple H heel turn, the Triple H turn on Daniel Bryan, not even being in the Royal Rumble, the Wyatt family mm-hmm. feud he had, yep. getting the the uh, the Occupy Raw with the yeses, getting that first match with Triple H, entering the Rumble, entering the Rumble, entering the main event, you know, being RKO and you know Batista bombed to a table, being put on a gurney, getting up in the gurney, you know, getting Batista, your boy Batista, to tap out. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was, it was honestly, it's when. The, the promos they ran early in Mania with that song Monster by Imagine Dragons uh, was so well done. That's to me, is one of the, it's maybe the greatest WWE storyline of all time. I almost feel bad with him coming back. He's never going to be able to top that. But to me, that, that, that really made you feel great. And, and the run they did, the next night they turned the Shield face. Although Shield was face, they turned the Shield against the authority at that point. I just thought it was so well done. Everybody did. And it was organic. It wasn't something Vince forced. It was something Vince was forced to do because of the fans. Do we, Do we? and I agree with you, it was an amazing storyline the way it turned out. Have we, do we know yet for sure if it was forced or if this was a meticulous plan none of us really I don't know. You think, that, you, think that you think he expected the crowd to start cheering yes? I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt it. I don't think they ever wanted him. I don't think he fit their mold. I don't think he fit their look. I don't think they wanted him to be their what? top star. I think a lot no of that way. you're a B-plus player is was real to them. Mm. That's what yep. they viewed him. It was great, though. I mean, you're right, because that storyline really began at SummerSlam. Yeah, really he, beat, he, beat he beat Cena clean at Mania. Yeah. Uh, at Mania at SummerSlam, the main event. The place is going bananas. Randy Orton comes out, teases the money in the bank thing. Triple H pedigrees him. Uh, the next night on Raw, the Shield destroys him, and he gets RKO again. Vince, they all kind of turn on Daniel Bryan. It's, it's, it was awesome. It was great. And what I'm always curious about is what would have happened if he didn't get hurt. We know he had the angle with Kane. He was going to beat Kane. Was he the guy? And I think he was. Was he the guy that was going to get the beat down from Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam instead of Cena? Was he the guy? It might have been. Probably, yeah. I think, I, think, I think we all thought we were going to get Daniel Bryan, but uh, Brock at some point. I, I wonder if... See, I think Brock was going to beat him down the way he beat Cena, and that would have been what, what it was. But would it have led to Bryan getting the ultimate revenge at WrestleMania? I don't know, because... Uh. They may have said, all right, we gave the people what they wanted. Now we're done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would have ever went all the way with him. I know they did that. At, I know what they did there. But I'm, I don't mean like one great coronation at WrestleMania. I'm talking about being the guy. 
Roman Reigns is on his 18th coronation here. I'm talking about a guy that they are going to run with the new face of the company. Was Daniel Bryan ever going to be that guy based on his look? It's called what it is. Probably his look, his size, and also his injury history. A guy that can you trust to work the schedule week in, week out? Was Vince ever going to put his company, the title, on a big run on his shoulders? He'd be the top guy, the guy that's going to take over for Cena. I say he, he was not going to do that. And he's got another shot here, and he's not going to do it here either. Roman Reigns is about to main event his fourth WrestleMania. Incredible. They have I mean, done everything on the planet Earth to get this guy cheered, and he doesn't. Why? Because he, he doesn't connect to the audience. He doesn't. And I'm what's sorry. Am, what's amazing is fourth consecutive <laughs> no, WrestleMania, a... and if I'm not mistaken, the only guy who can make that claim of main eventing for Hey, look, I, I'm in the mind. I love the guy. I, I'm, I love it. I, I'm looking forward it, to the main event He's here. a great wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying that they have tried everything in the world to make him the top guy, and it has not worked a single time. It hasn't worked. Here's they make noise when he comes out. It you has know, not worked. Mons, here's what you got to ask yourself about Roman Reigns. Should Roman Reigns be the only guy outside of Hulk Hogan to ever main event four straight WrestleManias? Can you honestly say the answer is yes to that? Uh, no. Well, here's the thing no. is I, I think this match and his match with Brock um, and maybe the match with Triple H, I'm, I'm not sure that the mm -hmm. match against The Undertaker should have been the main event. It just happened but it to was. be. Right. But it was. Um, but it was. But he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, which someone else already did, but that's still a huge... Yeah, it was he, supposed to retire The Undertaker, so that was another coronation of Reigns. He comes out the next night, it's my yard now. That was another way to make Roman Reigns the top star in the company. Yeah. So your number two then, Loogie, is the one we haven't gotten to? No, my number two was uh, Flair and Michaels. So what was your number one? That I well, guess number one for earlier. me was Austin and Brett. Austin and Brett was yeah. number one. And your number one was uh, WrestleMania 30 months? Yeah. Okay, how the hell... Did we leave guys, out? Let go. Because we, we, we knew you, we we knew go. you were going to do it. I'm you I, I, gave you the, I gave you the body slam before. Are you going to go there? I think Hogan Andre. I if, said it. If you're talking moments, obviously the match wasn't spectacular, but you had two incredible moments from that. You had the stare down, and then you had the slam. Yeah, the, the irresistible victory. force meets the uh, movable object. And, and the presence of 93,000 yeah. at Pontiac Silverdome. But I got to tell you, I don't know if that's number one. I'll tell you what I think is number one, and it wasn't on either one of your lists. I'm gonna at say. All. I'm gonna kind of guess it. Go ahead. Austin Michaels. No. 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 Austin Michaels wasn't that good. It was great that it was the coronation of Austin, but poor Sean could barely move. Major back issues. It was not the greatest match ever. Austin rocked the second time at 17. Was a great match. I think great. both of you guys. The finish was so bad. It. The finish was, was bad. So bad. I, I agree. Oh my god. I agree. It takes it down. The match was awesome. That finish, that doesn't kill it, but it takes it down a couple notches. So, talk about having. Oh my god. Well, having so, him turn. How heel? you turn in Austin and Texas as a heel? I mean, what it a, was never going to work. And what, yeah. and what lifetime was that a good idea? But but here's the thing, and, and no one's going to argue that the match I'm about to say is the greatest match of all time. But when you talk about moment and unpredictability. And just the most well-written script to a match you'll ever see. How do you guys not mention Hogan Warrior? I mean, it was what? on. And I have it. I mean, I wrote a few. Where? Of them out. No, I That's didn't mention it here. One. Oh, it's number one. Uh, I think it. I think. I think the match is slow and boring. To be honest with you. What? They scripted it so perfectly. It wasn't about. Look, is Hogan Warrior? Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, of course not. Is it Steamboat? It's a different kind of match. It's the, look at these two equals. Look at these two guys that are beloved by fans, that the fans love equally. Who's going to win? They're equals. And 
the way it was with the crisscrossing and the the, the feet of strength. Oh, the, the thing equal. they did at the Rumble was great to set that match up. When oh, they were both there, and, the, and then the Barbarian came out. But no, it was a great moment. It was a great tease for the match. I think, and you know, WWF Championship versus Intercontinental Championship. I, mean, I do love the Hogan going down to his knees after, like looking up to the sky. Like that is a good I, moment. I, what I remember most about, I love the Vince intros before that. He's like, it's the ultimate challenge. It and was then they had the, the old school. That great song. It just pumps you up. I'm not taking anything away from that match. I think it's a great. I think it's for me. It's probably in the top fifteen. Top it's 15? like right outside of the. T- yeah, right outside the top ten. You're putting Shawn Michaels against Ric Flair. Yes. Above this. Yes. You know what's funny I is did, uh, I, did, yeah. I made a list of four that I had trouble not putting in there, and that yeah. was not one of them. <laughs> oh my god! You're so very the, the, the I'm, I'm I'm pro on that match. Ta- I know a lot of people think it is. It's not great as and far he, as technically speaking. But and I here, think are, the, it's and here are those four: um, Edge McFoley. Okay. Uh, CM Punk <laughs> Undertaker. Okay. Taker Kane, the first. Three tombstones. And oh, Sting, yeah, the first and one, Sting yeah. Triple H. Sting Triple H. That, to me, I, I love that match. I love <laughs> that match. Nah, I really. love bringing in the NWO and DX. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. You know what's amazing? I, I'm going to knock Triple H a little bit. Until you just said Sting Triple H, here's a guy in Triple H who has main evented so many WrestleManias. He's been involved in so many WrestleManias. Triple H has main evented seven WrestleManias. The only guy who's main evented more WrestleManias is Hulk Hogan, right? And none of us ever mentioned Triple H in, like, anything. <laughs> think about that. The well, guys let's think about it. Seven all right, so, main events. All right, so, all right, I'll flip that around. Then what would you what would you say is his greatest WrestleMania moment? What I would say his series of matches well, with yeah, the Undertaker does, does, are probably yeah, his does, best. But doesn't he also own the most losses at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's because he's in it all the time. But he main evented. Shawn Michaels basically never won, but I mean that's uh, true. And he was still Mister WrestleMania. Yeah, right. Shawn Michaels has only never won. won. One Jericho of, doesn't win a lot either. How about the fact that Shawn Michaels had won only one main event at WrestleMania? One, and that was the boy fourteen. Yeah. Dream becomes true. No, that was 12. oh no, he lost. He lost 12, 12, 12, 12 against Brett. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. which wasn't mentioned either, by the way. The Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, because I don't think the Iron Man. I thought somebody was... would. I thought somebody would mention it. It's overrated. It was, I agree with you. It wasn't bad, but it was. It was sixty minutes, bro. I mean, sixty minutes. Actually, it was an hour and one minute and twenty seconds. Yeah, they had the overtime. I don't That's mind. The, I don't mind okay. the length of the match. I just didn't think. I just think it's slightly overrated. That's all. Did, I agree with you on that. How does nobody put? Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam. No, I thought about. No, what do you mean? Wait, hold on. That's Stop. no. Wait a second. That Be fair. Be fair. That was not a good match, all things considered? Well, if you're using the term all things considered, sure. Considering Lawrence Taylor never wrestled a match before, was that not a— Considering Lawrence Taylor never yes. wrestled a match, it was a good match. Do you think My that f- match delivered in terms of getting eyes on the product? Yes. And then and then being able to perform yeah, a pretty good match and nobody embarrassed themselves? You're right. All that is fair, but I still don't put it as a— Here's, in all seriousness, the match that was a great match that none of us mentioned. And it involves Triple H. How about that? There you go. The triple threat with Shawn Michaels and man who should not be named. Well, the, I was going to say that. Is there a reason we're leaving it out, or we're just like trying to take that out? I is mean, there a me- what do you well, mean? I mean, it's just it's hard to mention that. I'll, I'll say it's Chris Benoit. I, I live. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. No, of course. I think we're it's a great match. match. I think it's a great match. Great moment. And, and Chris was, Benoit won the match, yeah, and then they had awesome. a rematch. Yep. At the next pay per view, and Benoit got Muggs to tap out to the sharpshooter. Yep. Yeah, I, they put him over so much, and I tell you what's very. I don't want to get. See, I don't like. You know what though? I never liked when they did that. I always feel like you beat him once, that's it. I hate when they go back to it. Why did he Triple H. Yeah, but you got to beat him five Well, why? Once you beat him once, that's it. Each time you go back and back and back, you're hurting him. I don't... 
the Hell in the Cell like, match was Austin, good, though. Like, if, uh, you know, if Hogan beat the Iron Sheik 15 times after he beat him, it'd be ridiculous. You beat I him once, it's it. because of the pay-per-views every month. I think that's a bad... I just think... I, I understand that. I just think that's a, that's a bad excuse. I, my only issue with uh, Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels yeah. is I don't love multi-man main event matches really? at WrestleMania. I like the one-on-one mano-a-mano. I agree with you. And it was supposed to be Benoit, Triple H, and I guess they inserted Shawn Michaels for whatever reason to make it more interesting, but... And by the way, if it was Benoit Triple H, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. They needed Shawn Michaels. And believe it or not, the ending was terrible. The gimmick was terrible. But the fatal four-way match at WrestleMania 2000 oh. was not bad. Um, it was not bad. A McMahon in every corner. I God. just said the angle was dumb. Bad. The ma- No, I said the match was good. Um, That's what I'm saying. The match... Not the angles around it. And Diesel Shawn Michaels was very good at WrestleMania 11. Well, we t- well, you mentioned it before uh, with uh, Hogan and Flair. In that situation, you had a heel and WrestleMania. What about The Rock and the Sultan? Rikishi? No, and you're, you're right, and, and that's why WrestleMania 2000 never felt. Watch this again. Uh, it never felt like WrestleMania nope. because no singles match. Having no, well, that's a great point. That is a great no singles match. I think they had one like the Cat versus Terry in a you know whatever on a pole match, but <laughs> right. I, think they, I think that was a singles match. But everything else was a it was but a to match. have the the event and not only with a heel winning yep. and retaining his title, but to have it so gimmicky is very un WrestleMania like. Well, then you had this great story about Foley coming back and he gets beat quick. I just, I don't, you know, listen. Foley should never have been in that match. No, he lost it, a retirement match. Right, and then, but then you bring him back and then you beat him again. It's <laughs> why don't you let him win in that like match? Six then? minutes, by the way. Right. Lesnar so, angle was also very good at amazing, 19. and it just the and missing had, the uh, missing the um, the shooting star press. If he hits that move, it might have been the greatest which, match in WrestleMania history. By the history. way, that was supposed to. If you listen, that was that was supposed to win him the match. He was supposed to use that, and that was going to get yep. the pin. That yeah. would have made that they match. Think about if he hits after. that move, how great that match. If he hit that move, it would have been un- Now, he misses the move. The guy, the bowl, he almost dies, basically. Right. And, Kurt's, and gotta, just, Kurt's gotta walk him through the finish. Yeah. You know? It just it ruined that match. Now, <laughs> Evan, do you know the, the uh, Hogan Warrior who they were originally thinking about putting in that match with Hogan? Mr. Perfect. There's another guy. Wait, in as the it, main event. In the main event, at that instead of war before Warrior, because remember that was good guy, good guy. They didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, I always thought it was supposed to be Hogan Perfect that they were working towards that, but I, what was it? Zeus. Oh, you're right. I did. I remember hearing that. <laughs> oh my god, good old Zeus. <laughs> Boy, that was brutal. That well, they was... had the SummerSlam tag match. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then they had the uh, the made for TV. Oh, steel the steel cage, cage yeah. tag team yep, match. Yep, yep. That was great. No, it wasn't. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> All right, excellent job, everybody. No Hall of Fame? Uh, no, we'll do, I, I got dinner, bro. After an no, hour and a half, I think we're done. I do, want, right, I do want to mention a couple things here, because yeah. I have these notes, and I, I'd feel stupid if I didn't get them in. So I, I, just some things I picked up. WrestleMania 6, by the way, one dark match, but 15 matches. Really? In WrestleMania and they got six. that in in three hours, too. Um, main event, WrestleMania 23, a couple things I didn't like. Uh, Michaels comes out to the DX music. Instead of the his music, because they were they were still they right, DX but, at the time, right? But they Triple remember H Triple H, H was hurt. Yeah, and was there? I mean, I know we always kind of know prediction, know, know what's going to happen, but we all knew Michaels had no shot of winning the title. Like that that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, but that's the think about this. All right, everybody, think about this who's listening. We knew the result of almost every WrestleMania going in, and that's why when there is a WrestleMania where there's a surprise ending, like the one that we had with Lesnar, Reigns, and Rollins, it's special because 
think about Batista Triple H. You knew who was going to win. You knew who was going to win that. Even the Benoit Triple H Shawn Michaels thing. You knew who was going to win that. Mm-hmm. The Daniel Bryan thing. We knew who was going to win that. Triple H against Roman Reigns. We knew who was going to win that. Austin Rock, the first one at 15. Austin HBK, 14. Taker sit there. We always do. So, more times than not, we know who's going to win the main event. In fairness. No, I understand. But I felt like I really knew what that meant. <laughs> I mean, um, how bad was the Miz Cena main event? Oh, ah. Uh... Well, WrestleMania 28, maybe just the, to set up next year. But I mean, the Nexus versus the core. No, I that, mean, that what a mania brutal was mania. Bad. Yeah, that was a you know, I, w- I was thinking about this recently, and I know why they wouldn't do it. it, it remember a couple of weeks ago when Daniel Bryan came back, I tweeted that. With, and you, you had a fair reason. I think Monzo did. I'm not sure what you said, Luke. That what bothered me is it should have been a surprise. That why do you announce something like this? And your guys' answer is, of course, right, which is, well, you want eyeballs on SmackDown. I know why The Rock was announced as the guest host of WrestleMania, because it was a crappy WrestleMania, and they wanted people to watch it. But don't you think, looking back at Cena Miz, how amazing that match would have been, or how amazing that mania would have been, is if The Rock showed up unannounced to screw John Cena. Like, think about that for a second. So he's not hosting WrestleMania. It's a regular WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It's John Cena Miz. As Cena's about to win, The Rock's music goes off. He just comes out. Rock bottom Cena Miz retains the title, and all of us are like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome. That would have been epic. Um, you got a better shot of seeing that now because you have the network, and they don't have to have them. You know, now it's all about to me the entire match. There's not like the pay per view stuff isn't as big of a deal anymore. It's basically pay per view is like almost gone now with WWE. It's mostly the network, so you could have the Rock show up out of nowhere unannounced. Because you don't need him to draw people to buy, buy the pay I get it. I get it. I just I miss no, the, the raw surprises I, I agree. of it. And I'm with you on, on the surprises stuff. I mean, one more thing that comes out of that is the finish does set up the main event for the next two WrestleManias. Yeah. Cool. Because they have the handshake the next night of Raw, and all of a sudden we're promoting the main event for a year. <laughs> and they pulled it off with social media. It's something you couldn't do, you know, a few years earlier. Uh, two more of these. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I could have fit this into the great moment because it really was going back to WrestleMania 30. Uh, the beginning with Hogan, Rock, and Austin in the ring. Hogan calling it the Silver Dome a couple times. Um, you know, you don't know that Austin's coming out. You definitely don't know the Rock's yep. coming out. Yeah. Um, they're all in there. They all kind of get their catchphrases in. That's it was a tremendous yeah, moment, a, a great moment. way yeah. to start WrestleMania. And it's going back to last year. The Hardys' return was really awesome. I was just gonna say that. Yep. Um, those returns are great. And those things you don't expect, even though it was kind of rumored. You don't know. Yeah, but that it's was re- like Evan said. Yeah. That surprise last year. That was one of those real genuine. Surprises where I don't think any, and they did it so the, the way they built that up was so great because I think most people thought the New Day were just going to insert themselves into the match like nobody actually thought okay the Hardys this is where the Hardys are going to come in they, and they also teased they started to walk a little bit yep. towards the ring yeah that was really well done. and then the music hit it was really well done I wanted to mention also Charlotte uh, Becky and Sasha from Dallas a few years ago I think you could easily say that in the latter match were the two best matches on the show. It was really a great they 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 uh, christened the new women's championship right. that Charles night. It was just a big night. night. The moonsault, the great moment with Rick and the fireworks and the uh, the the Alf, everything like that was such a great moment. We've seen so much with women's wrestling now where they're getting the, the rumble and the hell in the cell and they got a battle royal here and all the great things they're doing. Uh, elimination Chamber, and that was really when they were really starting to come up. You had uh well, they also changed the title that night. Sure. So yeah. everything that that meant, that was such a huge moment. She, uh, Charlotte was in the middle of the poster. All the things that, that they had going for that. So I think that was really good as a match. Very very good. Great. And then as a moment, amazing. Well done, fellas. You did an excellent job.
What's when we doing part two? Yeah, when are we coming well, back? Well, here's what we'll do next. Uh, next week. Bro, you're doing a podcast now? Bro, what is this? What are you going to do on this podcast? <laughs> Bro. Yeah, because we just did an hour and a half on pro wrestling. That's not going out on the station. <laughs> next week, we'll do two things. We okay. will preview WrestleMania, what should main event, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll do a, a discussion on the Hall of Fame. But we have time. I, I heard you today. teasing and doing a fatherhood podcast. Am I involved in that? Of course. I, I have a couple of kids. Are you kidding me? You're a... You're a lock for that podcast. Uh, right? I wasn't a, sure. You are doing a father. Okay, I heard this. I didn't know if it was true or not. Yeah, I got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of crazy. Well, I have ideas. a lot of ideas, but unfortunately, nobody around here listens to me. So now that you got a forum, maybe I can I can share them with I'll you. Listen to you. I mean, you're telling me afternoon drive doesn't listen to your ideas. Bro? I'm, ta- I'm not talking. I'm talking about the other people. Oh, okay. So they listen to your ideas. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. I mean, you're. you're did you hear John Sterling at five thirty? That was my idea. Did I hear what? John Sterling at five thirty today. That was my idea. Oh, good, good job, good job <laughs> out of you. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, next week we will drop a podcast about WrestleMania and the WWE Hall of Fame. That should be awesome. It should be a lot of fun. For Thomas Lugow. So wait, so uh, where can we follow Tom and Brian on social media? Oh, well, thanks, right. Evan. I'm going to mention that because I don't have 80,000 people following right, me fine, because go I host ahead. the well, show on the fan. All right, well, what's your Get Twitter verified, account? by the way, will you? <laughs> hey, I don't have any of that stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Tommy Lugow or you can follow me on Instagram, Tommy in the Mix. And I am just at B Monzo Radio. B Monzo's got a lot of followers. He does. Yes, got a lot of people. I mean, not really. Not little horse racing, that. little wrestling, little fan. He's got a mixed uh, audience too. There was a bet, and Rangers. I was on. I was on your side, Monzo. I'll say Thank this real you. quick. There was a bet behind the scenes of how many people would unfollow Monzo I after Mike left did. the station, and I was convinced Monzo, if anything, will get more followers because people are not going to unfollow him. Because Mike left. No, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the political tweets that get the unfollows. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the random horse tweets on a Saturday afternoon. No, no, no. no. You could t- listen. I've learned this. You could tweet about anything once you say something that offends someone's politics. Oh, all bets are off. I always, I call that. Every time I do that, I call it, you know trimming the fat. No. You know, if you can't take a political <laughs> joke, then you know sure. you can unfollow me. Well said. All right, for Monzo and Lugie, I'm Evan. Thank you. See everybody later. Goodbye.